Welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Interview Edition, recorded Wednesday, February 19th, 2014. That's right, we are back with another interview. We are going to talk to somebody somebody that I've actually talked to in the past. It's a blast from the past. And uh, we're going to be talking about the same project because uh, it was unsuccessful the first time, but lots of lessons were learned, and it's going to be extremely successful this time, and we'll find out what was put in place to make all of that happen. So who am I talking to on Skype today? Hi, it's Jeff Cornelius from Cosmic Wombat Games. Jeff is back. And of course, uh, Jeff, thanks for co-sponsoring the contest we just wrapped up as well. Thank you for uh, co-sponsoring it with us. It was a great, great fun and we really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a blast to do, and uh, so we we still got one one person. We might have to, unfortunately, we might have to draw another name. But uh, the grand prize of the uh, deluxe Stones of Fate signed prototype and the Gen Con badge has been quickly claimed. <laughs> it's been a while since you've been on, so why don't we uh, refamiliarize everybody with you and Cosmic Wombat Games? So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to create Cosmic Wombat Games as a publishing company? Okay, Cosmic Wombat Games is is a joint partnership between myself, my brother Nathan, and uh, we basically have been gamers our whole lives and we decided we wanted to get into the business and neither of us have ever really felt strongly about like our own design skills per se but we really liked the idea of making games and so we kind of went with where we felt our strong suits were which is in uh, graphic design the bringing product from you know prototype all the way up to completed product and things like that and so we felt the publishing was the best way to, to go about getting into the business and we're really having a great time doing it. Yeah, for for anybody that's fully aware, and and if you've heard it a few times, Jeff, of course, I've been uh, not naming the company, but uh, you're probably well aware that when I'm talking to people and ask them where they fall on the publishing versus design side, and of course, every once in a while, I will say, well, I, you know, I I have had some people that say, you know what, I I don't want to design stuff as much. I just want to publish other people's games, which always kind of throws everybody off. But that would be Jeff I'm talking about. (laughs) Yep, that's me. <laughs> Which uh, again is is one of those things that uh, it, it's cool to see. We have a, a very broad spectrum of people that get involved in the uh, game design and game industry, uh, and especially on the indie side. And uh, you know what? There are a lot of people out there that are fully behind designing games and uh, don't want to do the publishing side. So they definitely need people like Jeff and Nate and Cosmic Wombat Games to help them through that the rest of that tedious process for uh, you know people that are more into just all I want to do is design a game. There's a lot that goes on after the game is designed if you want people to actually purchase it and play it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe that uh, how much work there actually is that goes into it after it's designed. I wouldn't want to do the whole thing myself, like to design it all, because I know that's a lot of work, too. And then to do all this other stuff that we're doing, it's like you got to have a partner to to do it with, I I think. Yeah, and some people can do it, and it depends on on the game and and what their end goal is. But it's been kind of cool, and I've known Jeff for a while now, and it's kind of cool to see not only what him and Nate are doing, but some of the games that they are, are looking to bring to Kickstarter in the future. But, of course, the first hurdle we want to get over is uh, getting Stones of Fate in people's hands. Yes, 
Absolutely. That's our first game. And as you mentioned earlier, we did do a Kickstarter last year in May and it didn't quite reach its goal. And so we are back and we're really excited about this one. We've put a lot of work into it and we are pretty confident that it's going to do well this time. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, I don't want to go into a ton of detail because one of the things, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, we have been sharing Jeff's posts along the way about the relaunch for Stones of Fate. He's been writing nice blog entries on Board Game Geek. And I'll go back and gather all those back up and put them in the show notes for this as well. So I don't want you to rehash everything you've already written, but how about some high level? What did you learn from the first one being unsuccessful that you knew you had to put in place for this relaunch? Yeah, one of the big things we came back with after the first one was that we really think we set our goal too high for the base price of the game. So we wanted the ba- we wanted the game to come out at $20. We felt $20 was a good value for what you get in the game. You get 78 cards, you get 20 glass fate stones. And we looked at different games in the market that had similar components and things. And $20 seemed like a good price point. So that's what we put it at. And also based that a little bit on our printing costs. But then we set the goal at at 19,000 and and going back and doing the math afterwards, I'm like, well, that means I have to have a thousand backers at that much. And that's a lot of backers to get, as you know. And so I think that was one of the biggest lessons we came back with was how can we make that goal amount less than the 19,000 we had asked for at first. So you've uh, re-looked at that, you've redone your figures and what are you going to relaunch with? By the way, well, I'll just point out real quick stones of fate will have been on kickstarter for a few days by the time you hear this when is your end date going to be for this particular kickstarter the end date i believe i remember is march 17th i think that's the day we have it set up for like a 30 days 31 days something like that okay what is your new goal then what is your new funding goal so we set our funding goal at twelve thousand five hundred, and it's kind of a significant decrease and we were able to do that because we looked at different ways to well first of all we looked at different printers and we got a lot more quotes on printers than we had before and so we found a different printer that would work at a, at a lower price and then we also looked at different ways to do shipping i know we learned a lot from reading a lot of different blog posts specifically by uh, jamie stegmeyer has some great stuff on how to do shipping and how to save your backers and yourself too a lot of money through the shipping part and so really those two areas getting cheaper printing with the same quality when i say cheaper i don't necessarily mean we're 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 skimping on quality but we found somebody that would give us the same quality for a little bit cheaper price because of competition in the marketplace and then we also were able to find other avenues like doing fulfillment through amazon things that would be a little bit cheaper for us as well So you've been able to uh, decrease the amount you're looking for. You've already had a little bit of padding as far as people looking forward to the relaunch because of the first one. I mean, it it wasn't like, uh, you you know, you were missing backers and and interest overall, but it just with the high goal and everything else, it was getting difficult to achieve. But beyond that, and I just want to say that you guys have been doing a great job of communicating and making sure the word is out there leading up to this relaunch. And I think you've, you've done an excellent job. I mean, not only the, the blog entries over on board game geek that we've been talking about, but you've been doing a lot of work with sharing the new artwork and and everything like that. And that's one of the things that I kind of want to ask you about too. I mean, obviously that was a big decision as well. You, you not only looked at like say the, the funding goal, but you looked at, 
the look and feel of the product. So can you tell me a little bit more about the decisions that you guys had to make uh, as far as that was concerned? Yeah, uh, I think another, going back to kind of our lessons learned, another one of the lessons that we learned or that we we think we learned from the project was that the graphic design, while okay, and, and some people even said it was good, we thought that it could be better. And so we went back and took a look at it, and we really, really loved the artwork that was provided by Ciro Marchetti, and we licensed his artwork, and, and we're still using that. So I don't want anybody to think we've changed that because everybody's loved that artwork It's looked at it. But we did think that the graphic design of the cars, just the layout of the cars, and the, and the layout of the Kickstarter page itself could just look a lot better. And so we really put a lot of time, a lot of effort into doing that, and then not only doing that ourselves, but then posting it up on different uh, social media sites, uh, Facebook and Twitter and things, to have the community look at it and say, hey, I like this piece, I don't like this piece, and and things like that. So um, we really got a lot of good feedback from the community on all that new artwork as well. Yeah, and we were one of the ones that basically said that that it was just a beautiful-looking game to begin with, but once we saw the new version, it was like, oh, this... We weren't wrong, but we were wrong. <laughs> this is a beautiful looking redesign and, and it really does a great job of, there's a solid game there, but while you're playing the game, it does a really great job of making the art a, a focal point. So not only are you playing the game, but you're like, Oh, this is, this is awesome to look at. So the look and feel is just very, very beautiful. You guys have done an awesome job with this revamp. Thank you. All right, so you know what? We're uh, how about we we tell people a little bit about Stones of Fate again, since we're reintroducing everybody to this game for this interview. All right, yeah. For those of you who have not heard of Stones of Fate or didn't see our first Kickstarter, Stones of Fate is a light strategy game. It it makes a good filler game, makes a good kind of a gateway ish game. It's area control and it uses some a memory mechanic as well. So what you do is you play with nine cards that are face down the table. And you have stones, you have five stones you control, and you try to put them next to cards. On your turn, you can place a stone next to a card. You can peek at a card, look at it, try to remember what it is, and put it back. So you have some information that your opponents don't have, and you're trying to place stones next to certain symbols on the sides of the cards in order to win those cards. So one of the actions you can do is flip over a card, and when you flip it over, it's scored. And it's scored based on four different zones on the cards, or we call them zones, or different symbols. And you can have a, a power zone, for instance, that gives you the card if you have the most stones, just a total summation of all the stones. If you have the most, you win the card. And then there's a keystone zone where you have to match up your stones exactly to the symbols on the cards. So if there's two symbols on one side, you have to have two stones on that side. And then there's also a forbidden zone where if you have a stone there, you can't win the card no matter what else you do. So you could have all the power zones maxed out. And if you have one of the forbidden zone, you don't get the card. And then uh, finally, there's another stone that's a, a unique or another zone, I should say, that's a unique zone. And that is called the opportunity zone. And that kind of gives an even playing field for everybody. Everybody can put a stone there. And if they do, they get to draw a card off the deck. A little bit of a push your luck strategy because there are negative cards in the deck that can give you negative points. But uh, if you happen to do well and get a three point card or something, you, that's great for you. So um, basically, you're collecting these cards. And at the end of the game, when the deck runs out, uh, you just add up the score and whoever has the highest score wins the game. 
This is something that we did a preview video on the original version that you can check out on our YouTube channel. And of course, I'll put that in the show notes as well. And then I recently did just a component view of the new version so you can see the difference between the two. And the game plays really, really well. And it's one of those things like, you know, when Jeff was talking about it and he's talking about the memory mechanic, even if you may not like memory games. And that was one of the things that kind of you know made Jordan and I pause when we first played it because we're not huge memory game people. But the way it plays and the way the grid is laid out and where you tend to focus and the fact that you only have the five stones of your own uh, that you're worried about really kind of minimalizes the memory aspect of it a bit. And and there are actions that you can take to like, oh, I don't remember what that card is. Well, you can flip a card and look at it. You know, it takes up one of your actions, but at least, you know, you're not like, ah, do you know, trying to do the push your luck side of, do I remember this correctly? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one of the other things that's kind of cool too is you got to make sure you flip the card properly when you're going to flip it to score it. And then on that end is the memory aspect of when I flip this card, where is that symbol actually going to be? Kind of thing. So all of it works really cool together, makes for a very nice, very solid game that, uh, you know, back when we were talking about this before, I mean, Jordan and I. We're really happy to have gotten a chance to check this out and to review it because we really thought it was a solid game and needed to be made. So I've been kind of excited for this relaunch for quite a while, and, and <laughs> I've talked to Jeff off and on about it, and uh, I'm I'm kind of happy to be here sitting here, you know, having this conversation with him because the day is finally here. It seems like forever that we've been talking about this, Jeff. It does. It it really does. It does seem like forever. And, and now it's finally here. And we're really excited. I know that we did need the full eight months. We put lots of work into it. You know, another thing we wanted to focus on in the Kickstarter page, and, and you'll see if you look at our Kickstarter page right up front, we have this whole learn the, learn the game in three easy steps. And we want to really focus on how easy it is to pick up the game because it really is. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on. It's very easy to learn. But yet there's an incredible depth to it as you play it with the special abilities and the cards that get that get triggered at different times and, and all those things you mentioned, like how you flip the card or where your stone is and you flip it trying to you know know that the card is scored face up and not face down things like that that really provide this amazing depth with a really really simple introduction to the game yeah it really is a very simple game to teach and learn and i think that was a brilliant thing for you guys to do and i I actually i've seen quite a few people comment on it the fact that you do have this very nice visual here's the easy steps to learning this game and people seem to really dig that i again you've you guys have done an excellent job of not only figuring out what happened the first time but the lessons that you've learned and putting them into play and and overall i I would also look at your attitude towards the whole thing because even like your your most recent post which was over on the what is it the league of gamer game makers Yes. Is that uh, the the new site? The League of Game Makers is a group of uh, me and some other designers. We basically just got together and we said we have, you know, collectively a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, and we want to share that with the community. So that that's what the League of Game Makers is, just to give a plug on that. So go check us out, leagueofgamemakers.com. Yep. And Jeff recently posted that basically uh, an unsuccessful, I, mean, I think you actually put it in the terms of failure, but I always hate to say that because it it's 
like you, I don't think it was a failure. And it's that positive attitude that you've had about it and what you've been able to take away from it that that was, okay, it was unsuccessfully funded, but there was a lot that came out of it that's going to help you this time around. And I think that attitude is really helpful. Uh, and, and, you know, I've said it several times on the podcast that an unsuccessful project does not mean that you failed if you can learn from it and let your backers know that you've learned from it. Yes, absolutely. And that that's one of the things we wanted to, that letting your backers know that you've learned from, I think is key. One thing we decided to do right up front, even right after it ended unsuccessfully, I got together with you know my brother, Nathan, who's part of Cosmic Wombat Games and with Luke Laurie, our designer. And we talked about what we wanted to do with it. And we talked about how we wanted to craft the relaunch and things. And we said up front, you know, one thing we really want to do is we want to make sure people understand that this is not going to be the same campaign, just, you know, repackaged. This is a completely new, and different campaign. We've learned so much. And so that's kind of how we decided to go about, you know, posting those things on Board Game Geek and posting things in the Facebook groups and really getting out there and, and, you know, admitting to people, hey, we screwed up on this. We made a mistake. We learned that from that mistake. You know, we didn't just didn't know it the first time that you should do this X, Y, and Z. And now we do. And look how we're implementing that in the new campaign. One of the other things I kind of want to touch base on uh, with you and get your philosophy behind it is being helpful within the community because that's one thing i've i've seen a lot from you as well is we belong to some of the same groups on facebook and there's always people looking for advice and and what they should do and what they shouldn't do you've been very active in that and how has that played into basically your philosophy and the relaunch for this campaign well, I would say my philosophy up front, first and foremost, is, is to always be helpful. I know I've learned so much from people like yourself, like other Kickstarter creators. Uh, I mentioned Jamie Stegmeyer earlier. James Matthews, another one that has put out a lot of information that's just amazingly helpful. And I have absorbed all this and learned from it. And, and to me, it, it's very selfish if I take that and then don't give back. And so my philosophy is, yeah, I'm going to help whoever I can that comes in after me. And I don't view that as necessarily competition because I think there's enough Kickstarter backers out there and there's people that are going to like your game. They're going to get it just for the game and just because they want to support you. And I actually, I see that kind of attitude actually benefiting our campaign. You know, even as we put information out there about what we're doing, we're trying to help out with people. Then people know who I am and they see me as a helpful person and they want to help back. And so they say, oh, you have a game out? I remember you you answered this question for me. So yeah, I'll go and support your game or at least check it out and share it. If I don't really want that game because it doesn't appeal to me, I can share it with my friends and maybe they will. Or, you know, so it all comes back. And, and my philosophy is, you know, there's this, this karma that's just going to come back to, and help you out in the end. Yeah. And I think it's it's a very valuable lesson that a lot of people should kind of take to heart. And the lesson that I'm kind of getting at is, I mean, the philosophy is, is awesome and amazing. Of course, you know, I, you, you know, I'm, I'm big on the community aspect and, and helping out whoever I can help out as well. But I truly do believe that it's never a bad idea for somebody to get involved in these communities without the idea of going in and going, Oh, and by the way, here's my project kind of thing, right? It's, it's really yeah. to be helpful, answer those questions because eventually, yeah, your project's going to come back around and there's nothing wrong with when the time is right saying, Hey, now it's my turn. Can you give me some feedback? But 
once you've built up, well, you know, like you said, once you've built up kind of that karma bank <laughs> and uh, you, you've helped enough people, those are the same people that are going to, you're right, turn around and go, oh, well, of course I have to. He was very helpful for me. Or he, like you said, he answered that question for me. Or he was like one of five people that, that gave me ad- advice and it was solid advice. And, all, you know, all of that stuff kind of comes around. And at the end of the day, I believe you're correct in the aspect of try not to look at it as much as competition because, you know, the, the end of the day, the, the game is going to appeal to who the game is going to appeal to. And yeah, Kickstarter's a big pool now, and there's only so much money that an individual can have, but you're going to find your core audience and they're going to believe in you if you've done your due diligence properly. So why not help out the next guy coming up behind you? That's one of the reasons why I love having these conversations with you. I love having the conversations we have outside of this. <laughs> why I was more than happy to, you know, co-sponsor the contest and stuff with you and and like I said, this is just this is one of those projects that I've been kind of excited to see come back around for a while now. So, I'm glad you uh came on to hang out with me for a while. Well, thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, the contest you helped us, helped us run, and uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow and checking out how well Stones of Fate does. Hopefully it'll resonate with people. Is there anything you want to leave people with before we do take off? I would just encourage people to go check out the uh, the Kickstarter campaign. One thing I want to point out is we do have a free print and play. So if you're really on the fence and don't know if you want to get it, go ahead and download that print and play. Check out the rules, print it out, play it. Like I said, it's really easy to learn. You'll pick it up in no time, and we think you'll really love it. You know what? Before we actually go, why don't we talk about that for just half a second or so here? Okay. Uh, I, I know you've been a big proponent of having free print and plays so what what's your thought process behind having that as part of your kickstarter our thought process is that we want to get the game out and we have confidence in the game for what it is and we have confidence that when people see the game they'll want to buy the game and they're not going to see the game at least not the full game unless they actually see the full game and and a lot of people have seen it at conventions and we've gone to the main conventions we can get to but as you know you can't just go off to a convention every weekend because the, the finances start to dry up real quick trying to do that and so we just want to get the game out we want people to see it and that was the easiest way for us to do it and you know i, I understand that some people not be able may not be able to print it off because of you know finances because it, it, it does cost you know some ink to print it and things and we'd appreciate everybody who does but we're never going to charge for it because i don't i don't i don't feel like that's right for us to charge for something that you know well yes i do agree that did take us some time that's in our philosophy we owe that just to our customers to put in time into making a good game and that's not something we're going to charge for we're going to charge for the game itself because that's what we're here for is to publish games but if you want to check it out for free it's like kind of offering a free sample or you know like a music artist that'll offer a uh, free download of their album before it comes out for a limited time that expires after a while. So that's kind of how we feel about it. Is it just gets us more publicity, gets the game out there, lets people see it, and if they like it, they'll buy it. Yeah, and there's there's that uh, deposit to the good karma bank again there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You're right. Uh, I've been telling people here recently, everybody's wondering what kind of Kickstarter I would do. At this point, it, it would have to be I need to kickstart the funds for every convention that somebody tells me you absolutely positively have to go to this and hang out <laughs> with me because it's just not possible. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Stones of Fate is relaunching. Again, super excited about this, people. Get out there and back this as soon as you can. It is relaunching February 20th, and it'll be going for about 30, 31 days. So you're looking into mid-March. And uh, as soon, you know, by the time I get this out, check the show notes because I will definitely put the Kickstarter link up towards the top as well since it'll already have been launched. So go on out there, check that out. And like I said, back this. this is, it's a beautiful game. It plays really simple, really easily. And it's it's a lot of fun. This is one of the few games that you will ever hear. If you go listen to our uh, Jordan and I, our original review, this is one of the few games you will ever hear that, it says in the rules if you if you tie play again and we actually did that. <laughs> it's one of the few games that w- that has ever happened that w- that we would even consider doing that. So nice. It's a good game. We love it, so we know you will as well. All right, Jeff, once again, thanks for hanging out with me, man. Thank you. Take care. And again, everybody, Stones of Fate Kickstarter, go check it out. <laughs> 